Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Zoe Hollowell was born in 1983 in Woodland, California. She earned her BA from the University of California, Santa Barbara, and her MFA from Virginia Commonwealth University. Originating in autobiography, her paintings explore themes of sexuality, often through abstractions of the human body, with an emphasis on female forms. Loie has had solo exhibitions with Pace Gallery in Palo Alto, California, and is about to open a solo exhibition in March at Pace Hong Kong. She's also had solo exhibitions at Foyer Mesler Gallery in Manhattan and 106 Green Gallery in Brooklyn. She's been in group exhibitions at Anton Kern in New York City, White Cube and Massimo De Carlo in London, Cone Gallery and The Landing in LA, and The Ballroom Marfa in Texas. I met up with Loie in her Brooklyn studio, and we had an engaging talk about growing up the child of a painter and teacher, the meaning and symbolism of her paintings, the environment, drawing versus painting, all the while joined by her two active cats who tried their best to join the podcast. Here's our conversation. You just paused the recording. <laughs> oh God. You guys, go play! So one night I fell asleep, and, um, oh, anyways, I was going to say my cats freak out after the Yeah, yeah. They just run rampant for like yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. They just tear yeah, me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one night I fell asleep like, doing work on the computer. Mm-hmm. And so I just put it on the couch. I just shoved it off to the side. Oh, no. And went upstairs and went to no. sleep. So I wake up, and it must have been like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, to like a, a conversation. Like someone's talking uh-huh. really loud about something. <laughs> no. And it's like, there's someone in my apartment. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It freaked me out. Like yeah. I jumped, and it was really loud. Yeah, yeah. It took me a little to figure out what happened, but basically one of the cats stepped on the computer, uh-huh. brought it out of sleep, and there was a YouTube, like they turned on the YouTube link. Nice! Because I think I was watching something on YouTube. Oh no, I hope it wasn't porn. No, no. Okay. Is YouTube porn? I probably. It's probably anything. No? Yeah, I don't. Okay. I can honestly say I don't do, <laughs> I don't do that. But um, but no, it was like a guy talking. I think yeah, it was yeah. like soccer instruction or nice. something. Nice! That's embarrassing. That's actually more embarrassing. That's kind of like porn. It is. Yeah. It's like coaching porn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they stepped on it and and just pressed down on the volume. Nice. Because you know how there's the play shortcut and then the volume shortcut? Yeah, yeah. And then they probably jumped away. Yeah. Volume all the way up and this YouTube video is going off. Nice. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff you. Yeah, yeah. Felix was trying to find your volume button or your pause. He would have pushed any of those. Yeah. They have a lot of space to run around. Too. Oh, yeah. That was like a two-foot jump. <laughs> yeah, my cats are sisters, so they really go at oh, it. Oh, my god! They have the sisterly. They'll be cleaning each other like that yeah. and just neck chomp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about how much how much fun it would be if I could just become a cat when I need to take a break from painting, right. like just turn into a cat. Mm-hmm. And nap. A nap, but also just like become a playful little kitten and have Felix kind of chase me around and yeah. throw me around and bite my neck. But um, but I actually, you know, you have to have all that fur. You have to be pretty thick furred yeah. to get to play like that. Right. You need to depend. Yeah. Do you have something that you do to get out to take the break from the studio? These guys. That's the break. I just play yeah. with them. Like I get their little kitty but it's a little, you know, the stick with the oh, little yeah, the feather, string and yeah. the feather on the end. Yeah. And they go bonkers. Yeah, no, I'm in here. I need to figure out my schedule. It's, schedule is bad. Felix, don't it's, rub the microphone. It's go really, away. Uh, go on. It's kind of Bye-bye. a great thing, though, because it takes your mind off the... It Sometimes oh, yeah. it can get too intense. Oh, yeah. I would just... I would go crazy if I didn't have these guys. I mean, I had Felix for almost a year before I let CB actually come in. Mm-hmm and live in here. She was taking her time kind of nosing around the door and being too scared to come in. So finally she started coming in. And um, so yeah, you're painting and then as you're mid, you know, mid stroke, you kind of look around and you see them chasing each other across right. the room. It gives you it's it like it disrupts you in a good way. Right. 
Not like kids who are like, not stop, like kids. stop yeah. painting and yeah, yeah, yeah. come play with yeah. me. And if they, you know, occasionally they'll run over and they'll see a bug kind of flying around the painting and then they'll jump up. Oh, yeah. But that's an yes. easy fix, you know? Right. <laughs> this is really cute, by the way. Well, she's going to try to start. No, no, gnawing no, no, no. The, we don't eat on the cables. <laughs> no, we don't do that. Come on. Did you have cats growing up? This oh is a great gosh. segue to... I had so many animals growing up. Really? Oh, my gosh. I grew up in the country mm-hmm. in uh, Northern California in a town called Woodland, but it was outside of Woodland in a, in the county called Yolo, Yolo County. You only live once. Yep. <clears throat> is it near... Is Chino near there? Chico? Oh, Chico, Chico, Chico yeah. is about two hours away. Oh, okay. San Francisco is about another two hours away. So it's um, deep... It's deep just, in there. Like it's, it's valley farming. You know, yeah. we were surrounded by fields. Like every direction you look, we were surrounded by fields. And cats. Oh my gosh, yes. Just so out, many cats. like outdoor cats. Right? Well, indoor, outdoor cats. I mean, we just had animals running in and out of the house. The doors were open. We were like feral children running around. But yeah, we had, let's see. I had chick. We had chickens, roosters. We had a lamb mm-hmm. at one point. And this isn't a farm. This is like an acre right. surrounded by farms. We didn't know what to do with animals. Like the lamb lasted a month, oh, no. two months. <laughs> I don't know what happened to the lamb. All these animals like d- disappeared. Um, we had bunnies, I think, at one point, And always at least two dogs, yeah. two or three dogs. What kind of dogs did you have? Mutts. Yeah. We had a lab mutt who was the favorite, Lucy. We had... Um, we had my favorite puppy, Hank, who was always a puppy in my mind. I still dream about him, Hanky boy, and he was like a rat terrier mutt. We had Spanky, who was another kind of pit bully mutt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we just had a lot of animals. Um, and my dad is a my dad is a painter. He oh, teaches really? at um or taught. He's retired now. He was a painting and drawing professor at UC Davis. Oh, wow. So we're really close to UC Davis, yeah. like 30 minutes from the campus. And um, yeah, so he was at work. He was teaching, and he'd come home, and he'd be in the studio on the property. Yeah. And the doors, just everyone's op- everything's open. There's just animals running around, crazy art kids running around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you had the kind of weather where you could... It was probably beautiful, always. right? Yeah, always. You know, it snowed once when I was five, and I remember the first snow of my life. And that's like and your it, whole youth? My snow. whole youth. It barely stuck. It's never snowed since. But so so growing up or with your, your... Did you have siblings? Yeah, I've got three siblings. Three. I have two younger sisters and a younger brother. Oh, you're um, the oldest. See, I'm 35. Sure. I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> I was born in 83. Right. Am I 35 or 34? Well, it depends when you were born compared to where June, we are now. June 18th. Yeah, sure. You're I'm one of those ages. My my sister is, let's see, 30, four years younger than me. She's 31. And then 30. Fuck. I don't know. They're younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're fucking you're not, younger. You're not supposed to know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. But the, the one that's four years younger than me has two fucking kids. Whoa. Two kids. I've got zero. She's got two. She's winning that race. It. Yeah. How many cats does she have? That's a zero. Question. See, you're winning. Zero. You have four. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a handful. Four. Um, <laughs> and then my other sister, they both live in um, in Sacramento mm-hmm. or, or around Sacramento, near where we grew up. And then my brother Jack is ten years younger than me, and he's been living in Kuwait doing teach for doing the like kind of teaching program with really? his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, were you close to, I mean, 10 years, that's I a gap. Know. Well, you I were hung just, out with him recently. I'm like, wow, we're really different. But I, he's my baby, you know. He, yeah. I grew up with him. I would make him come into my my post-undergrad studio mm-hmm. that I got in Woodland when I graduated from undergrad. And I would make him hang out in there and talk to him about art. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you're the Jack, older, let me teach you about art. You're the older sibling of three. So you, you had to be kind of like the ringleader. Or uh, you, you, were, know, you probably had more responsibility placed on you than they did. You know, I, I, I did my own thing because it's four, even four years from my second That's, youngest sister. 
is a big difference. Yeah, it's me and my brother are four years. Really, apart. it's hard, right? It is. It's not. It's not a guaranteed friendship. Like two years might give. Yeah, you. we didn't. We didn't get along until we left. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we didn't really. And you get along now. To, oh yeah, great. Yeah, right. But it took. You had to you know, both live some life. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like stories. growing up, I was always trying to steal his clothes, and he would get irritated. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. Was, you were just trying to pick on him, trying to yeah, get yeah. to to get get under his skin. Yeah, I, I, you know it's tough. Four yeah. years is tough. Yeah, it is tough because the shared experience isn't quite so shared. Um, yeah, so we want to start trying to get pregnant, but I want to have kids two years apart. Yeah, you have one kid. One. Are you going to have more kids? Hell no. No. Yeah. Maybe one just and have done. One kid. Yeah. I've got. It's gotten past. It was. It's funny. It's almost nostalgic at this point but there was for years there was when's the next one coming right. from the in you know coming from right. outside people oh they and then, wanted you to have another one and well everyone just says well you have to have more than one kid and then right. at a certain point they all give up and they're like right. oh yeah you're just having one right you know because he's 10 so yeah that's okay though one is great one is great no it's not it's terrible i mean <laughs> he's so spoiled no of I'm course kidding. yeah but but you know that's, uh, it's good to have a, a strong sense of self. That's what we need in this world. You sounded like, your face was like, I'm selling this as I'm saying it. It's yeah. like, it's good, good to, to have a strong <laughs> opinion of yourself. No, I think it's probably really good and grounding to have a couple, one or two siblings. Yeah. I think if it's, if there's only one, then you're just two. The spotlight's always on you. Right. And if you have like, you know, eight brothers and sisters, yeah. it, it like, kid number three or four uh-huh. the parents they stop caring oh gosh and then that's it's my bedlam. brother yeah, yeah man they're just like whatever he had his dui or d du what is the drinking under d- the dwi or dw drinking well intoxicated he was underage so he lost his license and my parents were like whatever oh you <laughs> whatever oh jack <laughs> get it together buddy get it yeah. together <laughs> uh, like hello i had a friend growing up who was their family was Really Catholic? Uh-huh. I think that his father was a was a preacher, I think. Uh-huh. Anyways, there were so many kids, and they were piled in his tiny house, you know. Yeah. I think he had, there were like nine or ten. Uh-huh. And you never saw the dad, but once in a blue moon, he would show up, and he would sit in the living room in his chair. It was like a lazy boy chair. He's got to have his lazy boy chair. And he had this, I remember seeing him one day, and being like, whoa, there he is. He's actually there. Wow. And he had this glazed over look on his face and I kind of stopped and I was looking at him for a second. He was just over it. And then some, one of the kids, they just ran circles in the house. One of the kids had thrown a Nerf football and it hit off his head <laughs> and he didn't even budge or blink. He was just, where's just, my beer? He just bounced off yeah. his head. Like nothing. It was gone. <laughs> right. He checked out probably after yeah, kid yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he could still have sex and have those kids. It's, it's amazing. Like, come on. <laughs> Ow. Well, it's, you know, it's the good Lord doing yeah. that Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good Lord wants it. Right, exactly. But yeah, I think that's, I think like two or three is a good. I think two is. Two, mm, two is good. Perfect. Yeah. Two, two years apart. That's my plan. It's going to be one when I'm 40, <laughs> probably. And then like after a year or two of. of trying. Of, uh, yeah, in of, strollers and diapers. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. That's a wrap. Yeah, yeah, that's a wrap. Well, New York is Too difficult. This. It's difficult. Yeah. It's not a farm it's out cat. in the country. This is hilarious. This, this cat is not settling down. We should be live feeding this, I think. Oh this is the God, first time I've talked to someone where I thought video would be <laughs> great. <laughs> I mean, usually I put her under my clothes and she just turns into a sleeping ball of kitty. But well, she's excited by all the. The microphone, yeah. Fuck I know, you get, look. Out, you're done. <laughs> she got the boot. I get it all, look. I'm really sorry. I get it all the oh time. Oh my God, that's a bad one. Yeah, that's yeah, actually. Yeah, I'm just healing a few, but yeah, well, that's a bad one. My son gets them too, because he's always trying to pick them up, and they don't, they're not buying it, and, and they, they don't do the clean dismount. They they leave with a scratch Oh, they have the to leave. Out. They need to dig in so they can really jump far. Yeah, they get them good too, yeah. man. He's walking around with scrapes. I'm worried that the protective services are going to see yeah. this kid. You know what, like, though? That's actually scary. I had cat scratch fever. Is that a thing? It's a thing. It's not I got just it when I was song? no. I got it when I was in kindergarten, and really? I got a scratch on my uh, groin. Again, I ran around naked when I was a little kid, well, yeah. and the cat. We had dirty little kittens everywhere. You know, one, two cats would 
and have a litter of kittens and we're yeah. yeah we're running around with these little kittens so i got a big old dirty kitty scratch right mm-hmm. on my groin and uh it turned into a huge ball the size of a golf ball oh of pus before my parents took me in and then i had to get it <laughs> they kept doing the thing again multiple I, kids are like yeah you'll be fine yeah you'll be fine this thing will go away it'll heal by itself but they took me in, they had to cut it open and put a string draining from it so that the pus could drain out slowly. They had to like build technology into that? Yeah, thing? because you drain it, but it's conti- it's yeah. continuing to build pus, so oh. they have to keep an opening. So I had to go to kindergarten with like a string in my underwear coming scr- out of a pus ball. Goodness. Oh, gosh, it's a real thing. You seem really well adjusted, considering. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> that, well, that's this. how I can tolerate these beasts. Um,. But yeah, no, I think maybe kids are more. Yeah, you got it. Oh, my motherfucker. Maybe <laughs> kids are more sensitive. Uh, he seems, well, actually, no, well, yeah, that's true. He seems okay. Yeah. Maybe it's just this garden variety. Well, plus your cats are probably indoor cats, right? They are. So they're, they're not r- running in, like, dead animals. and. Not that I know of. Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty domestic. I'm really sorry about this. It's really entertaining, I have to say. <laughs> it's just she's never like this. She's excited. So when you're growing up. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's re- refocus the <laughs> yeah, yeah. group. Pull this in. Um, so dad was a painter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and my... did you always feel like, so I guess that instills within you, like, oh, art's something you oh. can do. Yeah, most I mean, kids my, grow up, and that's that's something in like high school. We're like, whoa, you can right. do this. Yeah. Okay. So my dad is a um, a pointillist, wow. figurative painter, and we would go and hang out with him. And I did in particular because I was the oldest, and then we had the four years. And I would just go in there and watch him mix paint and help him mix paint. Mm-hmm. So I'm told. And sometimes he'd give me, you know, materials to play with on my own. Yeah. You know, not helping him, but right. doing my own thing. Um, yeah, and I think at one point I asked for my own studio. So my parents gave me a closet and a little oh, little setup of oil closet. paint. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I made a painting of my dog Lucy sitting on a wooden floor. I can still see it in my head. I can't find the painting, but it's like a perspective nice perspective painting with the wooden floor kind of coming out towards you, you know? Yeah. Like, kind of like a David Hockney setup nice. with like fat Lucy sitting dead center in the back. That's pretty good. You should have that painting in here. I know, I would love to find that painting. I'm sure it's much worse than I imagine it. Dad doesn't have that? <laughs> no. No one cares about anything. Everything gets destroyed out there. I mean, if you have that, those are my cats fighting. Um, um, and uh, I, I had gotten a free ride to uh, what is now CCA, mm-hmm. uh, California College of Arts in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, and back then it was called CCAC, but now it's CCA. Anyway, I got a free ride arts there. Crafts. Arts and crafts, right. They, the, they took the crafts <laughs> off. <laughs> Fuck crafts. Yeah. We're serious. Here. Yeah, we're serious here. Yeah, so I got a free ride there and I got into UCLA and I decided to go to UC Santa Barbara just because of this weird little program. And I uh, you know, went and visited the school and like, here's your little studio. None of the other schools were showing me a studio. They're like, first you're gonna take this basic class and then you have to move up to this class and maybe you won't get in, but, um, and, it, and at Santa Barbara, they're like, you can take anything you want, whenever you want. Um, yeah, that program was amazing. And you know, you at that point too, you need kind of just push, like just do it all. Or, you you know, just want to do it all, and you want breaking them down. Yeah, I, and that's the thing is, I had had that with my dad. I had had that from square one, basic formal painting training. You know, art. And this is what it means to be an artist. What I needed is to be free. I needed some female professors. I needed some multimedia professors, um, performance art professor, all people I got it. I didn't realize that at the time, but that's what that program had to offer. Well, good thing you went there. Oh so my god, I'm, like, so, I'm so glad I went there. The dude school where, you know... I mean, UCLA, I, just... I don't know what UC... I mean, I kind of it, had wished for a while if I had gone to UCLA, I would have been able to get into Yale. I never, you know, I applied to Yale so many times for grad school. 
wanting to be like my dad. It's like rejection after rejection. <laughs> I would have been able to get into Skowhegan. That was, and that's, I feel like if your parents go there, you... Oh, hell no. But not... Yale's far past the Greenbergian right. days. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, who was I listening to when you were talking about... You're talking with someone about studio assistants. Who are you talking to about studio assistants? Look, I... You were both... Someone was like, I could never have a... Oh, you were saying you could never have a yeah, studio I could assistant. Never, I was like, I oh my God, this is assistant. so embarrassing. I have assistants. Oh, no, not that. But then I think I probably... I can't remember. I've done a lot of yeah. <laughs> these. I can't remember yeah, yeah, anything yeah. anymore. But I probably prefaced it or... Mm -hmm. added on afterwards that um, that's not judgy. It's just right, I'm, right, right. I'm right, like right, a control right. freak. I can't mm -hmm. have people working on my stuff. I know. I was, for the longest time, I could never have an assistant. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, that's blasphemy. I don't care but if Rembrandt had an assistant. I don't care if everyone had an assistant. Right. Fuck Jeff Koons. Yeah. Um, well, he has an army. <laughs> yeah. He's not an assistant. He let half of his army go recently, didn't he? Yeah, he downsized, supposedly. Um, oh, I was in that studio, though, man. Whew, that painting setup is crazy. Is it? Yeah. It's a machine. Machine. Um, but I, uh, I started building up my surfaces mm -hmm. after 106 Green. Right. There were these, you know, I really love the chiaroscuro, the light to dark, the kind of forming these little vagina areas are like forming the mandorla. It's the kind of almond-shaped, glowing, um, yellow, mm -hmm. almond-shaped thing that's a, a lot of times in the center of my painting. So I loved forming these things. It's like, well, what would it be like if I actually formed them physically and then put the paint on top and kind of formed them even more? So I was playing with the actual light and the illusory light. Yeah. Are they on stretcher, regular stretchers? They're on panels. On panels. They're okay. on panels. And then there's... A linen stretched over the panel, glued down, super glued down, and I love the the side of the linen. I mean, I used to just be painting, then right. I loved the darker yeah. linen rather as opposed to the kind of whiter canvas. Right. So that's why I was doing that originally. And then I kind of realized that when I was building up the surfaces, the the linen gave a grit to glue the stuff to. Yeah, more tooth. Yeah, more tooth. And uh, so uh, my husband Brian Caverly, a sculptor, he found this material uh, he also art handles at the Guggenheim and there, he did the Fischl and Weiss show mm -hmm. and they made these pedestals out of a hard density uh, carving foam and he took all of it from the Guggenheim they were just going to throw it oh, away nice. we went up to the Guggenheim in a van took all the materials and we started carving all of these shapes like all these half circles are all with this hard carving foam and then we put like a layer of a gel medium with sawdust on top to Give act some texture. Well, no, to act as a as a cover. So if they're hit, it's not going to dent at oh, all. Oh, I see. And then that gets another layer of like the gel medium on top, and so it, it's basically just like a pretty lightweight shape mm -hmm. because the, it's just this foam. Um, but he's over time, he's kind of helped me hone down the right materials so that it's not a million doesn't weigh a million pounds. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I have all this, this work going on, sanding and carving. So I was spending most of my time in there sculpting, not really doing it right. He's like, you, you got to have someone come in and help you. I mm -hmm. fought against that. I was like, oh, I love doing the sculpting part. He's like, well, but you kind of, now you have a show coming up. You know, Foyer Mesler, I was doing yeah. this. You kind of have to start painting. Right. So I had someone come in and help me with the sculpting. Aside from him, because he's like, fuck you, I'm not going to help you all the time. Right. I'm not your slave. I got my own work to yeah, do. Yeah, I got my own work to do. So I had someone come in and help me with the sculpting. And then as another show progressed, my, I had a show uh, last year with Pace in Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I, I couldn't, I, I, it takes me forever to make a painting. I mean, mm -hmm. forever to finish a painting. So there's one step that I don't need to do, and that's the underpainting. Right. I, I make a drawing for every single painting. I make two or three versions of a drawing for Are you every illustrator painting. illustrator or Photoshopper? No, I make them with pastel. Those are all pastel. Oh, yeah, but I mean, do you use the computer too for your work? No. Oh, okay. I, um, you know, I have actually, I've started out, if I take a, a, a drawing, put it in I'll put it in the Photoshop and I might tweak the color yeah. and then that might inspire me to right. make another drawing. So I have been using it in that mm -hmm. way. Um, 
And actually, I just got an iPad, a big iPad, and uh, I'll put that in, and then you can draw on it. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's amazing. That's good. So I've been doing that a lot, too. Um, and then, like Angela right now, she's doing an underpainting for this one of the stack lingams, and I already gave the drawing to Pace, so I just printed out a version. She's looking yeah. at a printout. Um, but usually, you know, Angela, Angela, he's <laughs> totally in it. Um, she was working for another artist that I know, and she had stopped working for him, so I was able to get her. Yeah. But she's going to be like in her own studio because she's going to blow up with her 106 screen show. Right. Anyway, so. Um, so I have Charles who comes in a few days a week to help me with the sculpting and Angela comes in like one day a week or whatever to do yeah. some underpainting. And then as soon as that's done, I would change the color. I'm going to sponge paint it. I'm going to, it's going to totally get covered up, but just having that under layer gives me a place to start. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I can take that, I can take that risk of someone else making these, these choices. Right. Because I have a place that they're starting with, with this drawing. I feel like you're, like... Defending it? Yeah, being saying, too like, defensive. it's okay, Brian. Like, I know, but it's it has been really hard to, like, let someone work on my painting space. The yeah. sculpture area, I'm like, yeah, you can do it better than me. Sculptors can do it better than me. Right. And well, I want like it to be perfect. Someone, it's like having someone make your stretcher. I know, you and never... I'm like, but I have someone make my... Well, I used to make my own stretchers, too, though, mm -hmm. up until, you know, a year or I got back ago. into it. It's fun. It is. I love it. It's fun. I, I wish I had a, if I had a wood shop, I would be. Yeah. It makes you feel, well, for me, I feel really yeah. connected to the, what I'm yeah, working yeah. on if I yeah. make the stretcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it was nice having them made. It's just the people yeah. I used, they yeah. retired, so. Right. Well, that's the, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. You have someone you like and you just, you, it's hard to transition. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I love Simon Liu's stretchers, but someone left Simon Liu and he's making stretchers pretty much exactly like the Simon oh, really? Liu stretchers. Oh, he's so good. That's exciting cheaper. when that happens. That's like when the, uh, the head donut chef at Peter Pan moved and opened <gasps> up his own donut. Where? Moe's Do's. <gasps> Where? On Nassau Avenue, right around the block. And he has the... From here? What? No, right around the block from uh, Peter Pan. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm but, sure Peter Pan's owner is pissed. Oh, it was, a, it was a New York Times story about it. Did he try to sue him? No, I don't think <laughs> suing, but they were they were irritated. Yeah, I don't think Simon Lute was too happy about this either. But um, hey, that's part of that's been going on forever. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, there's demand. Like the head sous chef always goes on and opens their own right, restaurant. What do you right. want to keep them down forever? You know. Well, so that's who I have making these panels, and he's amazing. That's good. Um, so the pain. The painting. We want to talk about. <laughs> Let's talk about painting. Um, that was good though, because the talk about whether assistants are an okay or not led us into They're some okay. of the. Okay. They led and us into the It's a luxury. Process. It's yeah. a luxury. Does it take you a long time to do the drawings? I am working on drawings pretty uh, continuously. That's kind of paint a little bit, draw a little bit, paint a little bit, draw a little bit. Boy, they I just would say they make a drawing. Uh, you know just what? As strong. I kind of like the drawings sometimes way more than the paintings. Um, They're nice. So the drawings, I don't know, some will take me two days, some will take me a month. I just will keep on working on them until they're done. The small paintings are nice too. I want to make, I wanna make the, small paintings I'm again. I'm telling you to not make... You know, I'm doing painting. these big paintings. I wanted to make in lieu, in, 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 lieu, in preparation <laughs> for getting in lieu, in preparation for getting preggers and actually like going to labor and being pregnant, I'm gonna make a show kind of fantasizing what this is gonna be like. Oh, wow. So I wanted to make some full figure painting. Oh, you do a lot of like tweaks of a composition too. The mm -hmm. uh, repetitiveness, what is, how does that yeah. come into play? Well, the, the, um, the composition gets struck, gets set, and I'm, you know, dig a certain composition and it can be, tweaked a number of different ways mm -hmm. i mean there's it's kind of then going back to like color theory like how can i push this space back can i pull this space forward it just becomes this kind of formal super formal question and in some of the paintings they're kind of pretty strictly formal like these i'm having this show that's coming up in hong kong they're these really simple the i wiggles. call them lingams yeah lingam yeah, yeah. wiggles um, but they're just this flat color next to another flat color with these little vagina triangles um, coming out on the sides, and it's honestly there's it's so, it's so it's so not deep it's so basic it's just like how can I play with a flesh tone next to a blue or make a 
flesh tone pop forward while light blue recedes or something like that. Just They're just places for me to play with colors that I'm thinking about or tones that I'm interested in. And then while these are being made, I'm making drawings that I would, I guess, would consider more <laughs> deep. I'll yeah. make a fig, you know, a, a full figure or right. on the side, which is kind of more of a long-term concept. Um, so yeah, I, I, I will stick with the same composition, only in that it's it's as much of the f the formalness of it, the color and the shade are as much a character in the painting as the composition yeah. that's being described is. Um, it's funny, I saw those as snakes in, in flames oh, for some reason. Oh, like the little vaginas are flames yeah. or the, oh, They're okay. like little flames Oh, interesting, in yeah. I think there's a, there's a meditation game that I used to do where you uh, meditate and it's connected to the TV, and if you move, the flame shakes. But it looks kind of like that. There's hmm. just a flame right in the middle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, the little mandorla, the central mandorla is the flame. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different. In, you yeah, know, I have no idea what's going on in that. It, I don't even know how I started drawing those out. And there was a point where I was like, I'm never making another one of these. And then I'll go, I'll, I'll go for you know, a year not doing them and I'll just be like deep in my head trying to make, a, how do I make an asymmetrical figure contained in a kind of a symmetrical thought space? Like some mm -hmm. kind of more abstract thought that I'm trying to get down. Right. And I just have to go back to these color spaces. I'm like, I gotta take a break. Yeah. Time to make some more lingams. Well, and then I'll spend a few months just making some. Right, but I guess if, if there's such a specific, and uh, I don't want to say heavy, but you know, like a, yeah. the content of it, which yeah. is your driving force of that composition, uh -huh. really re resonates enough that you want to make this painting from it. And doing iterations of it makes yeah. sense because then it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, these are all yeah. like different ways to investigate this idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, it's yeah. always coming back to that formal. Right. The separation between formal issues and conceptual links. Right. That it seems like from your experience uh -huh. you're wanting to inject a more direct relationship right. whether the viewer knows it or not yeah i mean there's you, also there's also i mean in some in some some images the the uh, body space or the the uh, the kind of a se the sexual nature of it is more obvious mm -hmm. and i think i will repeatedly go into that image with a different color space or a different texture trying to um, abstract the image more right. or or make it more obvious right. and depending on how I you know paint that basic drawing fill in the color it mm -hmm. it, it, it becomes either of those two and right. I, I like I, I can't just leave it as leave it as one or the other when I know that there's another way possible and the viewer can well, assuming you show them together I would. I. I, I have shown around. them together. Yeah. Because yeah. then the viewer can kind of find right those different balances. Yeah. Within it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another thing that happens, another way that I repeat an image is now that I'm building up the spaces, I will make one where the a lump area, which is representative of an of my ass or something, is uh, coming out of the mm -hmm. canvas, is sitting right on top. You know, one or two inches coming out. And then I might make another version of it where it's actually reseeding, like it's actually moving back into the panel, or it's flat and I'm just painting it, kind of trying to create the illusion, totally illusory and not real, not in, not in real space. Or I um, put the rest of the painting, build the rest of the painting up in the, that area be flat. So there's just, with, with whatever, it's like a simple sculpture. <laughs> it's like, what if this is, you know, yeah. built up like this, and what if this stays flat, blah, blah, right, blah. Right, Well, the nice thing, too, is that in seeing more recently most of your work online, uh -huh. as opposed yeah, you to can't seeing see that. tons of stuff, in, that when people see this, it's totally different, you know? And that scale shift is it's, nice, too. <laughs> it's so different, sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. Wrong pipe. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, I enjoy that yeah. realization of the, the, 
seeing it in person right. because, well, no one's seen these. No one's seen these big ones. Mm-hmm. No, oh, a friend did take a picture of them recently. Anyways, no one's seen them. But that doesn't even, I don't even think you can, unless you give details, that doesn't even really, you won't see that in a reproduction that well. No, 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 you, you won't. Gotta You'll be need to person. be up above. Yeah. It's like, remember the first, we'll bring it back to Tip. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw Carol Dunham's show mm-hmm. in Soho mm-hmm. in the 90s with those styrofoam balls glued onto huh. the canvas. Uh-huh. And I would see a picture of that in Art Forum or right. Art America or something and then be like, oh, that looks wacky. But then when you go see it, you're right. like, holy shit. Like, that's right, right, right. Crazy, you know. Right. right. So it's nice to have that impact, you know. Well, paint is flattening it again. Like you can see in the one that's not painted there, mm-hmm. you can see those shapes are pretty do- dominant. But as they're painted, it they in a way, I mean, they're still popping, but in a way, they kind of flatten out and become one with the rest of it. So it right. it it, it, it um, confuses the eye. Right, because the viewer wants to see the reproduction of that. Right. Uh, any any illusionistic yeah, yeah. space is painted well, in. I'm it's also not real. really interested in the in the phone version. I'm interested in like how our addiction to looking at something through the iPhone screen mm-hmm. or the cell phone screen is is putting everything in the same space. Right. And that's how a ton of people are going to only see that. They're not even going to go to the computer to to see maybe the artist's website where they have a side view of it yeah. or whatever. Or a video. Who has time for that? Who has time? I just go through Instagram real quick, look at the images. So I, I love that. That becomes another way to, another place where people are flattening the image even yeah. more, and gives another kind of enjoyment when they see it in person. Right. Yeah. It's crazy how that is so prevalent on how people experience. Yeah. Work now. And I was like, why am I painting them this scale? I mean, I'd started on. I mean, this ratio, I'd, I'd started making these drawings on a 9 by 12 inch paper, mm-hmm. these little drawings right, over right. there. And then I was like, I really like this proportion in relationship to, to my body. It's, it's kind of perfect. Too, and then I started realizing, like, this proportion is made, the proportion of paper, the phone becomes a proportion of the paper. Mm-hmm. And the paper, who knows, perhaps is a proportion of the body. I don't know, there's kind of this, like, continuous connection to the the perfect rectangular space right and um so this ratio has stayed the same whether the image is vertical or horizontal Mm -hmm. um it's a 9 by 12 ratio which then is very accessible for printing and for the phones right used Mm -hmm. to be fibonacci now it's kind of like the iphone or instagram or something right but yeah i did a show of 9 by 12 paintings all 9 by 12 paintings and it was based on my trips to japan and uh-huh. because i was taking so many pictures okay on the phone yeah they weren't is it is the phone really nine by twelve i don't know if it's exactly nine by twelve. it might be a little it's, higher it's pretty close a yeah. like it's taller. a friendly right 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 aspect ratio for yeah. you know right. making that painting i mean making stretchers or paper mm-hmm. like that size is very common nine standard. by twelve is a yeah. standard size mm-hmm. so but yeah it worked kind of seamlessly with that that's crazy yeah it's the you know, we see things different nowadays yeah I mean, it all goes back to the, I'm convinced. I mean, it has to, I, I, again, I'm not a scientist or an art historian, but it, it must go back to its relationship to the body, mm-hmm. the window, the yeah. body, the kind of perfect viewing. Mm-hmm. And you're, de- you're dealing with symmetry too, which is how supposedly humans judge beauty. Oh, yeah. Like the more symmetrical or the more genetically. Oh, yeah. Ad- yeah, yeah. Advantage you have or something. Like and that. and even like I'm trying to throw off the symmetry here and there, and I think that is another another aspect of beauty that we're so attuned to. When something is a little asymmetrical, it yeah. actually becomes more beautiful right. in that it's it it pulls you in, and mm-hmm. you're trying to find where that difference is. In yeah, originality. Inter- yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel you know mm-hmm. automated or mm-hmm. robotic. Right, right, just, right, right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I mean, aren't people who are slightly off a little more fun, a little more interesting? Yeah, well, vis- everyone is, right? There's no true symmetry yeah. in, in nature. Oh, no, I meant off. Oh, off. You mean like <laughs> mentally off. Just slightly <laughs> askew. <laughs> Maybe oh, not the man. easiest people to be around, but interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Except for our president. I'm sure he's always been off, and everyone's been intrigued by that. I think it's a and deeper off than than what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> man. you got to be a little off though to be that 
to get that to need and to want that much attention. Yeah, I mean, something happened. I feel like a lot of stuff can go back to when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, something it happened. all does. Yeah, it all does. It's it's crazy. You know, it, this is what happens. Well, right? that's why you know he probably didn't have therapy as a youth. There was not. There wasn't that. You could probably take the th- probably off of that statement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think therapy was a was a thing that was would, would have been accepted by that family. Yeah, and think about it too. The oldest one we've had, so we're going a ways back if we're talking about youth. Right. He's old. He's old, yeah. Yeah. All right, I don't know if I can if I start talking about this, it'll just get too sad. No, let's keep it positive. It's yeah. really nice in here. I think that's the another element color. of what's been what's been going on in painting now is it a reaction to the the fraught political system, like just really trying to, specifically with these these women I just listed, mm-hmm. these you know younger women I know and I'm really inspired by. It's like getting back to our own bodies, like not trying to make some greater political statement. The po- the politics come from the self. Yeah, personal empowerment. The, yeah, yeah, the personal empowerment. The personal is political, and they're kind of <sighs> creating illustrative yet compelling and not ironic images mm-hmm. that create kind of a subtle addition to a feminist conversation. Yeah. And um, I think it is a reaction to the ugliness of our yeah. system, right? It's like to create these beautiful images is, a, is not aggressively political at all, but it is a stance. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, it's the whole, you know, it's, you're either talking about the beauty or you're talking about the lack of beauty in a way. And right. there's a lot of people making work that's really, you know, has that kind of tension and it's yeah. really addressing head on. And then right. the other's like, you know it's what? It's like, I'm just going to go into this, my studio. Yeah, and I want there to be a place, like a safe place. Yeah, I want to have a safe place. I do. I want to have my kitties. I want to have my colors. I want to have my, you know, my nature, my my Ridgewood nature, my backyard. There's a cactus over there. <laughs> my cacti in the in the corner. Um, yeah. It's a pretty good setup. Yeah, you like it. Yeah. I love that we can hear the cats purring through the mic. Oh, can you? Yeah, you oh can. no. No, it's good. CB. It's soothing to the listener. I think oh, at I this moved point, the microphone again. I, it's totally Shit. fine. I think at this point, everyone knows that we're inundated by two cats during this recording. <laughs> can you hear the cats moving around yeah, too? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, she's grabbing the microphone. That's right on the mic. Nice. <laughs> They're really interested. Uh, it's, well, all, it's so funny. Yeah, I, I, I'm scared to see how I am as a parent because I'm so obsessed with the cats. I mean, it's so terrible. I could just talk about my cats forever. Like, they're so amazing and so special, but they're so like every other cat. <laughs> There's nothing special about everyone them. Everyone does that, though, right? I know. Well, everyone does that with their kid, too. Like, oh, shit. Well, you always have your art, and that's really something, <laughs> something unique. <laughs> yeah. Kids, they're dime a dozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a painting practice like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. doesn't yeah. come around often. Yeah. But yet I'd rather talk about the cats and my future right. kids than my paintings. Yeah, yeah. Well, did we cover? Did we cover enough? Yeah, we probably didn't, but whatever. Well, where can people see more of your work? So you're going to, they can fly I mean, to Hong Kong. Oh, God, yeah, they can fly to Hong Kong. It's if you book 15 a ticket, hours. If you book a ticket now. 16 I, hours? I go to Japan every year. It's like... It's, 20 it, hours? <laughs> No, like, well, like a 12-hour flight for me feels right. Like, oh, if I go on a two-hour flight, it's annoying because I feel like as soon as you get up, you're, down. you're going oh, back down. Oh, thank you. Like yes, to, please. It's like if I'm going through security and all that crap, I want to be on the plane for a while, watch a few movies, yeah. relax, yeah, yeah, yeah. take a little nap. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. You want to get off flight. the plane and feel like you're, you're somewhere new. Yeah, and you want to when feel you're, like a foreigner. When you're flying that far, you're in a plane that's heavy enough that it doesn't wobble around like crazy usually. Oh, that's true. Yeah, those little planes are yeah tenuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. I um yeah. So there's going to be the show in Hong Kong. That's going to open. That's Pace Hong Kong. Pace Hong Kong, March twenty seventh. They have two spaces in Hong Kong. This is going to be their smaller space. And uh, what's the guy? Nara. Yes, Nara. He's going to have the show in the big space. So I'll get to meet him. I'm excited to meet him if I go. 
Um, and then I'm gonna have a show in London. In September. <laughs> and then Should my... I be calling these out? I have <laughs> yeah. a better angle. And then I'm gonna have a show <laughs> in New York City in May of next year. Nice. So May of next year, you can see my work. It's gonna be these figures. In the flesh. But, um, um, what was I gonna say? They can see my work if they... In the two inch by two inch format on Instagram. On Instagram. Which is your name. I'm just trying to think of where... Oh, I have a drawing up at Anton Kern nice. right now. Group one drawing. Oh, and a painting. I have one of these um, large stacked lingam paintings. How they're, long is that? They're up? penises. They're stacked penises with vaginas, which you will not see. It'll just look like an abstract painting. And that's up through... I don't know. I don't know when that comes down. It just went up. Is Anton aware of this subject matter? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I feel like I've talked about the vaginas and penises so much now everyone's just like, okay. We get it. Yeah, we see it. <laughs> yeah, okay. But they're just like, we see it, but really they don't see it. I'm sure right, pace to sell the paintings is I, I, not yeah, being yeah. like, this is a vagina I and this is a penis. So guess what you're going to be hanging on your wall? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure <laughs> they're more two like... Two big butts and a vagina. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they've come up with some good formal language right. to sell them. And a Georgia O'Keeffe, like... Yeah, there's a Georgia O'Keeffe, Judy Chicago influence. Um, she's really influenced by, you know, uh, American feminism, feminist painters... Topical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she's using very feminine colors. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what are feminine colors. Jesus Christ. You better um, write your own press release. Yeah. Well, oh, jeez. Uh, 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 I don't know. Where can you see my work? I mean, you can go to my website. I don't know. I need a New York show. God damn it. No, no, you're good. You, you're up at Anton Kern right now. You have a page show coming up. You have Instagram and you have the website. Yeah. And on our website, we'll put a couple pictures. Okay. Up. Put so. some put some pictures of the bathroom. Oh yeah, that's maybe right. Maybe that little that little pussy liquor painting up there. Will do. And then um, I'm gonna hide these for the show, but these these pal or the um, Hong Kong paintings could totally yeah yeah yeah. Cool. Because no one's gonna see those. They're gonna go to the east and never come back. <laughs> I hope, I hope, fingers crossed. Right. I, I, I have heard that there is a, a love in China for American abstraction. You're going to find out. And these are abstract enough. They're, they're not sexually aggressive. Yeah. I think as much as the other work, maybe. Not right. that I'm thinking about that. I don't think about sales ever. No, oh, God, no, of no. course not. This is totally after the fact. <laughs> but I am interested in like um, <clears throat> how... Um, no, I think that anytime there's an O'Keefe reference or a Dove reference, you know, that... Yeah, that's a selling point? No, it's just that oh. iconography resonates. You know oh, what I mean? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You think of the feminine. Like, right, you think right, of right. That right. sort of physical right. thing. So I... I Totally see that. I mean, even in these, like that's kind of like a bum kind of look to the bottom right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. just the tip there. Do you say there. bum? Yeah. Are we recording? We are recording. And so I do. So do you always say bum? I have a kid. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna be a horrible parent. No, no, people do that. I just, I'm very. I mean, my parents were cussing at cussing. No, I was from never the allowed. Beginning. I was never. Allowed. Anyways, yeah, that's those are kind of bumish. <laughs> they are bumish. Yeah. They're bummish. I mean, for me, they're they're like the what's it the the mound on top of the like the Mons Venus the 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 kind of pouch above the oh, vagina. Oh right, I don't know the technical. I term mean, man for that. has it too, but ow! <laughs> I think we may have to end. These cats are, I mean, Jesus, destroying Christ. you, Christ. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. That doesn't jump out to me immediately on oh, all good. of them. Like the blue one with the sort of the red to get stronger. I don't think I go there. Like there's enough in the formal aspects of yeah, it that yeah. it's not just about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're really great. I'm good. really interested in them. I'm super glad you had me well, over. Well, I love talking about them. I love talking about their their formal, visual, phenomenological 
aspect, and I feel like I never do because I just go straight to like vagina, penis, vagina, penis. But I need to. I would love to have people talk about them just formally. Yeah, I think I would have. I, I, we totally I'd go there in my mind. Okay, let's keep on going. Let's do another hour. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we could talk about the cats some more. Mm-hmm. They traded off. Now she's sitting. Here. She's like, okay, time for you to leave. This is my seat. That white part is so cute. Like the chin. No, her little white beard. All right, I'm gonna let you have the rest of your day. <laughs> Sorry okay. to take so much of your time. No. Fine. It's great to meet up. And I talk. could keep my, my. I told my husband I was doing an interview with you. And he's like, "Oh God, you're going to be there for hours. You <laughs> getting an interview? Represent- you're just going to talk oh, forever." That's... No, he's like, "You're you just." He knows me. I'm just going right, to talk. Right. He's like, "You're never going to talk about your painting." That's exactly what's happened. He knows you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's yeah. you being he you. He was right. So yeah, thanks for having oh, me. Oh yeah, <laughs> thanks for coming. Oh, now she's going to eat your sweater. Oh, is that wool? <laughs> Sound and Vision was conceived, produced, recorded, edited, mastered, and facilitated by myself, Brian Alfred. You can find images that I take from the podcast sessions by going to the images page on the website soundandvisionpodcast.com. You can find even more images on the podcast Instagram feed at Sound and Vision Podcast. If you love hearing these artists speak about their life and work, please support the podcast by rating and reviewing it on iTunes. It's also available on Stitcher and Google Play. You can even donate to help support the podcast by clicking the donate button on the webpage. The introduction and accompanying music was generously provided by Michael Lovett. Michael records as Nazca Lines and also Moonlights in the band Metronomy. The bio and outro music were provided by Sean Seymour. Sean and his wife Yoshimi are a band called Lullatone based in Nagoya, Japan. Thanks to them and also Jacob Tutu and Logan Takahashi who have also lent music to the podcast. Thanks to all the listeners who share and support the podcast. All this is done by myself without funding and ads, and it really is you all who help spread the word, and you spread it well. Many thanks to all of you and all the artists for sharing their stories and time with me. 